Edward R. Murrow now reports from the British capital. Go ahead, London. This is London. Britain's House of Commons, where so much history has been made and so many opportunities missed, is certainly one of the most interesting and unique legislative bodies in the world. Cabinet ministers spend long hours answering or dodging questions ranging from the state of the drains in a small English village, the progress of the rat-catching campaign, to matters of high military and diplomatic policy. Sometimes one sees many members fast asleep. At other times, there are only a few conscientious members scattered along the leather-covered benches. The other day, when Sir Kingsley Wood introduced his budget, the house was half empty before he'd finished. In this House of Commons, like most legislative bodies in democracies, many members owe their seats to wealth and influence. Often it seems that the House wastes a lot of time on petty issues, but frequently it presents an example of democracy in action, and very determined action, too. That happened last night. For nearly three hours, Sir John Anderson and Sir Donald Somerville, the Attorney General, attempted to defend their bill permitting special one-man war zone courts to impose the death penalty without such penalty being subject to review by judicial authority. For three hours, these two ministers fought a valiant rearguard action. They took cover behind all kinds of legal subtleties. They argued that what they wanted was speed in time of crisis. But members of all parties indicated that what they wanted was legal justice for British subjects. They made it clear that they proposed to fight the bill line by line and word by word. And they challenged the Home Secretary and the Attorney General to put their bill to a vote. And democracy won. A pledge was given that sentences imposed would be reviewed. And that any Britain sentenced to death by these special courts would have the right of appeal. Another great carve-up of the Balkan map is expected to result from Hitler's conferences with representatives of Romania, Bulgaria, and Slovakia during the weekend. King Carol may be left as the ruler of a small state dependent entirely on Germany. If Hitler decides to satisfy the claims of Hungary and Bulgaria, there won't be a great deal left of Romania. It is believed here that Hitler is desperately anxious to set up his new European order in the Balkans and assure himself of their supplies of food and oil before Stalin continues his creep along the Black Sea. The stories of divided counsel in the German high command are appearing again. This morning, the diplomatic correspondent of the Daily Telegraph claims that Goering, Goebbels, and Keitel are insisting that the attack on Britain must not be launched, while Ribbentrop and Himmler and the other extremists are pressing for immediate invasion. Other papers warn that these stories of divided counsel should not be taken too seriously, since they've been heard before, and since it may be another move to give added strength to German propaganda. The German press and radio continue to complain about Britain's home guard. It's nothing but a murder gang, according to the Germans. The British have not objected to that description, and they may indeed adopt it as a sort of unofficial label, just as they accepted the German label of contemptible for their army in the last war. Two American planes piloted by Germans attacked England yesterday. They were said to be chance-bought dive bombers, probably the same plane which is known in the United States as the Vought-Sikorsky Corsair, manufactured on Long Island to the same standard as the United States Navy models. One of these was knocked down by a British supermarine Spitfire. The other limped back to France with a damaged wing. How many other American planes the Germans captured in France and other occupied territories is not known here. But Royal Air Force pilots have told of fighting off American Curtis planes on recent patrols over enemy territory. 
A large force of German bombers delivered another attack on a convoy in the North Sea early today. Repulsed once, the German raiders returned to unload their bombs. For the first time in weeks, there was a lull in German air activity over this island last night. No reports of raids were received between midnight and dawn this morning. Yesterday, the Minister of Pensions generously revised the amount of money to be paid to civilian air raid casualties. Married men will get about $6.60 a week if they are temporarily injured. And women will get a little more than half of that. Provision has also been made for children and for those totally disabled. In the case of death, pensions may be paid to dependents. Now, there were heavy civilian casualties in an Italian air raid on the crowded suburbs of Haifa and Palestine. The, the raid occurred yesterday. Forty-six people were killed and 80 injured, according to reports here. There are some 15,000 refugees in London. And while they are being maintained with food and clothing, they are completely destitute. So after today, they will be given pocket money. 30 cents a week to adults and 10 cents to children. I return you now to CBS in New York.